Hey, you're listening to Tech Talks with Lou and I'm Lou Temlett. I hope you're having a good day and I'm really thankful for you listening. So this is Tech Talks with Lou, the show in which I discuss the top tech secrets for success from the best in today's digital world. Last week, I spoke with young entrepreneur, Lego builder and balloon modeler, Ben. Since our interview, he has successfully completed his first paid job as a children's entertainer at a party, and he continues to develop his confidence and happiness to achieve. There has been such great feedback from this podcast on all of Ben's progress. I'm just the happiest mama right now. So if you haven't already listened, head back after this episode and let me know what you think. My guest today is best known for helping people draw their future. They are critically acclaimed comic performer and internationally recognized keynote speaker, three times TEDx speaker with over 6 million views. I'd like to welcome Patty Dobrovolsky to my podcast. Hi, Yay. Patty. Woo! <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to be here. This is super fun to get to talk to you and actually see you instead of just see you in Clubhouse. Absolutely. <laughs> How are you doing today? Yeah, fantastic. It's a gr- this is a great day. You know, it's my morning, your afternoon. I'm just this is a, an exciting time for everything that's happening here with my company and what I'm doing. So, I'm I'm just pumped, so to speak. <laughs> That's so good. It's so good. We've spoken so many times in Clubhouse and it's about time that we connected um, virtually with uh, visuals uh, as that's your main kind of, you know, My jam. It's my jam. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd like to um, start by asking you about how you help people draw their future. So I... I started to notice I was, you know, called in to be a consultant in some change management engagements where they would like lay off people and then they'd bring in a change agent to help people get back to work that were left. And I found that in the sessions that if I actually drew and had them draw a picture of where they were right now, And how it felt, which often after a layoff is awful because, you know, a third of the staff is gone or you're worried about your career. What's going to happen? Should you start looking for a new job? And so you kind of get that out of the way when you draw it into a picture with words and bad pictures because bad pictures are good. And then I have them envision the future. And I've been experimenting with envisioning the future five years out, 10 years out, because I think when you get over the what's going to happen next year and three years and you're into five and 10, you see that, wow, anything is possible. And when anything's possible for you in your business, you just close the gap between where you are and where you want to be with three bold steps because you can envision the future, but you need to have an action plan to get there, right? It's both and. Yes. And so that's really what I do. I um, I do it for big companies all around the world. And I also do it for entrepreneurs because I think like you and me, you know, we, we're scrappy and we want to, um, we want to do our own thing. You know, it's not great to 
um, be under the thumb of uh, somebody else. It's much more fun when you create your own schedule and you have the ups and downs. For me, it's okay to have the ups and downs of um, my being an entrepreneur. I kind of like that. I enjoy it because the ups can be really amazing. And it doesn't always have to do with money. It has to do with people you meet and experiences you have, right? Absolutely. Oh, goodness. I don't know how many of us, um, you know, have experienced uh, being laid off or made redundant from a company. But I think we can all maybe connect with feeling rejected from something. But it sounds like what you're trying to do is helping people draw their, their current state to kind of almost expel those feelings and those emotions around what the current situation is that they don't want to be in, and then start to think about the steps forward and how they they envisage their future. Um, now, I know that one of the sessions at the end of June in 2021, um, during a clubhouse session, possibly one Sunday morning, Patty, where um, you were inviting people to draw their future or to draw their current situation and then their future. Now, I drew my current situation oh, and my future um, 26th of June um, 2021. And I... If, if you're just tuning in and listening, she's holding up the picture that she drew, which is really colorful and beautiful. All right. And then you drew your future. How far out did you go? A year from today? June yeah, 2022? I, I yes. Yeah. I don't think I had kind of a, a necessarily a, a time scale, but I've written small voice, heartbroken, not very much money. And then... In the future, I've got huge voice. I've got a building. I've got a couple. I've got flowers. I've got hearts, love, and joy. And fantastic. A year ago, more than a year ago, I didn't even have a podcast on my agenda. And here I am today with Patty on episode fifteen. Yes, it's so exciting! Episode fifteen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I I think that is a perfect example of how you can flip the script on what you believe is possible for yourself. And I, I think there's, you know, there's a piece that I've been studying with Dan Sullivan's um, work. Actually, it's not Dan Sullivan. It's um, Dan Kahneman. They all have Dan names. I'm, I'm, you know, they've all got a D in the name, but anyway, Daniel Kahneman, he wrote about something called a narrative fallacy, which is that you have a belief, a mental model and a program that runs in your brain that will always project that you're always going to stay the same. When in fact, you don't, if you look back at your past and you backcast even a year from where you are today, you can see how different you are. You know, you have a bigger voice, not just that, but you're probably more confident. You understand the technology that goes into podcasting. So you've learned all these new skills that you didn't have before, right? So even in a year, you can see how big you shift. And so part of what drawing your future, it's a kind of future casting and it's limitless, meaning that you don't allow your current um, narrative fallacies to interfere. So even if you're going to capture that current reality, I, I sometimes now just put that away so that I have a fresh slate. And I ask myself, okay, five years from today, what's going to be happening? Let's go way out and see like three years from today, one year from today, what will it feel like first? And then what will it look like? 
And somehow, you know, your imagination, it just wants to concoct all kinds of things when you let it. And when you let it, then it starts to reveal really your inner creative genius that is waiting and waiting to tell you about the future that's out there. And it's way more exciting and expansive than your brain, your little mind will allow you to envision. So I've been doing it very organically. Like I'll start with, oh, I think this is going to happen. Or somebody in a uh, coaching group I was in, they said, yeah, I want to write a book and then I want to do a podcast. I was like, well, why don't you envision like a Netflix series about you and how you did this or your, yeah. your clients, you know? And so I think that's part of it too. You know, we start with these little small things, but boom, you could see that you could envision even bigger. And I think the bigger, the better. Now you mentioned backcasting. That's something that's coming to write my remit of understanding and that's having uh, a vision and then creating kind of milestones back from that vision to where you are now but your future casting is something bigger and more expansive and it sounds like you know you have an idea and then scale it up again and you have another idea and then keep scaling up that idea to what might be even you might think it's not yeah. possible yeah, you, right yeah now, of in course the future. I, definitely because who you are now will not be who you will be then and so you can't even imagine that so so if that future that you is in there you know is is just putting those things out there then when you backcast from that future you've created the backcasting is how do i get from where i am to there but i do it year by year. So what in year four will I have had to accomplish in order to get to year five? What in year three will I have had to do year two? And then you get a little more specificity about what the plan's going to look like, right? If I'm going to get to that place where I have a nationally syndicated, you know, um, show network, you know, where I'm interviewing like, you know, top change makers, right? Um, then then what will I need to learn even now? Or how will I need to be yeah. different in my mindset? Because I think your mindset, wouldn't you agree, Lou, that your mindset predicts what your outcome will be? Completely. And, and that's, you know, also talking about growth mindset and thinking about the possibilities rather than, you know, kind of uh, fixed mindset. So, yeah, absolutely opening up the possibilities beyond. And, and I think from a, a physical perspective, you almost need to take yourself out of your current situation. You know, I really love to go to the coast and just breathe in you know, environments and the sea and hear the seagulls. And that for me feels really um, inspirational to open my mind. And maybe, you know, we all have different places we could go to, to yeah. uh, open up our possibilities um, rather than feeling stuck in our current situation to actually physically go to the place um, that inspires. Yeah. Yeah. That will inspire you. I love that. You know, do a little forest bathing or nature bathing. Right. But I, I also think that for me, because I didn't know how to draw when I first started and I just trained myself. And for me, a blank piece of paper 
and me just asking, like, what would be the craziest thing? I remember some of my maps, instead of writing current reality and desired future, I'd wrote, write something like current Tatia and, you know, imagine delicious, you know, something really that would get me out of the idea that it was going to be a, a rote activity because yeah. you've got to kind of unleash that imagination. And I think, you know, of all the people that watched that TED talk, you know, there were like 42,000 comments about it. And 99% of the comments said, my drawing skills suck like that. Yeah. And I would say yeah. to people, you know, it really doesn't matter because yeah. what's happening when you're doing that, and this is the science of it, is that your brain, it it understands and creates a story based on pictures that it snaps and then stores in your hippocampus, your memory, right? Yeah. And so if you can put an image in there and continue to feel and dream that image, then your hippocampus is going to go, oh yeah, that's what we're doing now. Now we know where we're going, you know? And so then the car, your car moves towards in that direction versus this other thing, which is in your job that is not fulfilling. Even there are some things in my business when I look at them and I think, huh, I don't know about that. That's not really panning out the way I want it to, but I wonder why I'm still doing it because there could be reasons that you don't know about that you're doing something. And so you want to just really look at it. And then I, what I do is I have a conversation with my future self through my journal. I'll write, hey, future self, me, five years out. Like, why am I doing this thing right now that doesn't seem to be going the way that I thought it would? What am I, what am I getting out of it that will be important to you, right? Ah, I like, then, I like the asking. that. Yeah, because I think, you know, you know, already inside yeah. all of the things like the mystery of the universe is that you're born and then all that and it's open, like the windows to your imagination and understanding and connection to the universe. They're all open, wide open. And then as you grow up, boom, boom, they shut down, you know, yeah. because you become constrained by what society wants or what school wants or what your parents want. And so what your job is now as you as you're an adult is to unlock those doors. So you walk through and you begin to step on the magic carpet of change, which is really what it is, meaning that your imagination, it's the driver of change that you want. So if you want something to be different, first, you have to imagine what it would feel like, and then you have to envision it. And then you have to take action on it. And that's the simplest uh, recipe for success. I love that. Imagination and taking action. Um, that, yeah, it's just, uh, it's great. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, I mean, your, your um, podcast, the fact that you imagined that you, you wanted a bigger voice and then suddenly now you're doing yeah. a podcast. You see, yeah. that's the detail to get to the bigger voice. But she didn't say, I want to do a podcast. She said, I want to yeah. have a bigger voice. And so this is a key differentiator. You can say, I want a million dollars, or you can say, I want to have a race car, or you could say, I'm going to have a, the perfect relationship. But the truth is, is that what you want is to feel more loved. You want to feel more seen. You want to feel more success. And these are the feelings that actually 
are the accelerator to getting things. And sometimes you get better things than what you envision because we're envisioning for this little tiny brain, you know. You're listening to Tech Talks with Lou, and I'm Lou Temlett. And today I'm talking with Patty Dobrovolsky, best known for helping people to draw their future. Now, Patty, we um, spoke a bit about women in cloud, and I want you to uh, elaborate more on on your role within within that, please. Yeah, um, so I'm on the board for Women in Cloud, which is an amazing organization that was founded by Karen Fascio, Chaitra Vidulapali, Gabriella Schuster. These are all women in technology um, who saw that there were not enough women in, st- in tech. There just weren't. So they would be often the only woman in the room and subsequently their voice uh, minimized or not heard until they created allies. And in Chaitra's case, she had a very good idea, techn- technology idea. And she went to pitch it, the idea, and she couldn't get funding for it. She's like, forget it. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to create a company, an organization that's going to support women and it's going to have an incubator portion of it. So ideas get funded and I'm going to get all of these big companies like Microsoft and Accenture and, you know, IBM and uh, all, all of the Amazon, all of them to support um, women in tech because we need it. And so um, I just was invited to be on the board because I drew the future for Chai for Women in Cloud. And um, and then she would invite me to be the MC and things like this. And I just felt like it was an opportunity to expand economic pathways for women all around the world in the technology space. So part of this year, we funded you know, women were the hardest hit during the pandemic, right? And in India, we funded all this education for women to get trained in um, cloud technology so that they could get jobs. Because in cloud, you know, there's going to be $4 trillion in that industry, you know? And so what we want to do is women have to have a piece of that because, um, it's it's essential that our voice is heard in any of the AI or VR space. Uh, if if we're not in there coding, then it's, we're going to be living in the you know uh, the internal war world where all the games are war and all the yeah. <laughs> all yeah. the roles are cast. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, yeah, that sounds like an amazing um, venture and and kind of supporting women in this sector. I've been in tech for many years and have generally been in the minority, you know, mostly a male dominated environment and uh, I completely echo, you know, feeling like I need a, a kind of stronger voice in that field, but helping other women to come into that sector or come into our sector and and grow and develop um yeah because it's not going anywhere else yeah and um, so willing population (laughs) if you're just tuning in so earlier she was telling me the story of her father taught her to code when she was three and then she was talking about some of the early versions of photoshop now i'm a photoshop user and we were talking about how um coming into technology um, being an artist first is different than coming into tech and then becoming an artist. It's quite a quite a different um, yeah. experience. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I kind of want to um, expand on that and ask you about, um, you know, where you learned to draw and what came first, the, the tech or the creative? Yeah, I was a, um, honestly, I was an actor and then, um, I didn't have, then I had like an artistic break and I went, got another degree in psychology with an emphasis in drama therapy. Um, so, because I thought, well, if I'm not going to be an actor, at least I can be a drama therapist. And then I was a terrible therapist. I mean, I wasn't terrible. I just would tell people what to do. I was very directive. <laughs> and so I went into, um, uh, so my friend, Michael, he worked, as an intern in a change management firm in San Francisco. And I was living in Oakland and he said, you know, you're never going to make money as a therapist. You should come work with me in business. And so they brought me in to do a team building and I, yeah, that was it. They were like, you're hired as the team building expert because you're a drama therapist. So I understood how to get people to work together. Yeah. So, um, but one of the meetings that happened, I saw a guy draw a picture um, for the consultants in this firm, they were, we were all like, you know, um, just consultant, they would hire anybody and they would try to plug and play them into the work that they got the, the, um, founders of the company. So everybody was 1099, you know, in the U S you get a 1099, right. Which means that you don't get insurance and all that other stuff. You just work ad hoc. And, um, and you have to figure out your own taxes and stuff like that, which that's yeah. a whole other experience. But so he draws this picture at the front of the room. And honestly, I had always envisioned things in my mind, you know, and I had sketched things, but bad sketching, you know, cartoony. And um, when I saw him draw this picture of the future, I thought, oh, I I want to do that. And I have very good handwriting because I was poster girl in high school for so all the football games and everything. I had a team and we all painted the posters and drew the posters. Right. And so, so, you know, I said, that's it. I'm, I'm going to learn how to draw. So I trained with a woman who was a strategic illustrator and she would, she would say here, is a piece of paper with a drawing on it. She'd say, I want you to transfer that to that four foot by eight foot piece of paper. Just do it in pencil. And then I'll come and black line it. And I mean, that just took me hours to do that. Yeah. And she'd come by and she'd be like, you're doing good. You're doing good. Now, if you kind of, you know, grid out the paper, it'll be easier. Look, I'll show you. You see, you grid, fold the paper and then look at this and map that out. Oh God, that was so much easier. Or here's a projector, you know, use the projector to project that on there and then draw that. Oh, okay. That's another way to do it. So, you know, and then next thing you know, I was drawing and I worked with her for six months. And then I fell in love with somebody who lived in Colorado. So I just said, bye. I got, I'm moving to Colorado. She's like, what? And there <laughs> in Colorado, I met Janine Underhill, who was also as illustrator and she was good. You know, I was just beginning, but she was really good at it. She was an artist, trained artist. And so I was like, oh, we're starting a firm together. So we did. That was my first company oh, with fabulous. her. But, you know, you now there's so many things to help you to learn to draw. You can watch YouTube videos. You know, you can also just sketch. There's all the, the big thing of sketch noting or remember coloring. Remember all the coloring books for adults that came yeah. out, you know, yeah. all that. All that stuff helps you integrate your brain and think better, right? 
So that that's really that's really what I ended up doing. And then I got I started that firm, another firm, and then now I'm on my own again with other people supporting it. But anybody can draw. You know that because I I didn't I I love technology. I did beta testing for all kinds of music software and stuff like that. So I'm I'm tech friendly and I love learning new things about technology. I did learn to code Python, but I am not good at it. So just because I thought you better learn to code. So I took a, you know, on, at MIT, you can take free classes in yeah. coding, right? So, yeah. so I did, but I, I'm not a coder like you. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have a brain set up to do that. Yes, you do. And it's kind of that conflict. But um, so to support your businesses, how have you used technology or have you outsourced and and kind of reached out to people that can support you with technology? Because your core skill is the drawing and helping people envisage their future. So but that's not the company. So how do you get the rest of it working? Yeah, that's a good question. Thank you. Um, So I uh, will draw a picture like huge illustrations in this room. They're four foot by eight foot. I send them to um, Tacoma, Washington. They have a huge, large format scanner. They scan it. They send it back to me in a, a, you know, however many gigabyte file. And um, then I can clean that up in Photoshop. So I use Photoshop all the time to clean up images. Even now I will just draw you know, and I have an iPad to draw. I'm not a, I don't really prefer to draw digitally. I prefer to draw um, by hand. You know, I'm a little mm-hmm. old school that way, but I will go in, clean up in there. And I just use my trackpad. I just draw that way, erase that way. I'm very good with just the tip of my finger. And the technology is good enough now that you can actually do that without having to have a stylus. Um, yes. And then I, you know, I have people that help me with my IT and social media and branding because I, I really do believe this, that it's not um, what you do. It's how it's who you bring on your team to help you because yeah. they know so much more, not to say that you don't need to know about what it is you're doing. So I learned as much as I could about PR and um, IT and, uh, you know, I built my first website and things like this. It's much easier yeah. to build your own website. Now you can put up a yeah. Wix website in a second, right? Um, and you don't need to know coding. Or you could YouTube the coding part and it'll be much easier. Um, But back in the day, you know, you you had to hire people to do it because you were just like, what? I don't know how to do that. (laughs) But you, of course, you probably didn't hire people. You probably just got in there and rolled up your sleeves and figured it out. I mean, I was kind of coding in Visual Basic um, oh, wow. kind of much earlier, but my first website I remember building um, and uh, in 1993, And um, but I can touch type code more than I can touch type writing letters and things. So I, that's one of my blindfolded skills. Wow, um, that is incredible. Uh, if you're listening and you're in technology <laughs> or you're not in technology, but she's talking about is like rocket science. It really is rocket science. <laughs> she can type she can code better than type better. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some of those things aren't required anymore because there are it, there's ways to find things to 
<laughs> okay, There's so plugs. there are Plugins. easier ways to do mm. things um, yeah. than than kind of do the core um, function. You know, building websites, like you say, you know, you can use WordPress or Wix or you know any of these other support tools that just make things easier. But if you have some of those core pieces of knowledge it really helps bring all of that together I mean like like with the drawing and so you've got these huge boards in your space yes you take photographs of them and then send the photographs off or I can do that I do now that technology is good enough that my iPhone will take a picture and I have you know five box lights here so it's well lit you can see my background's well lit so I I can take a, you know, if I record something on Zoom or I record it with my iPhone, I might have to tweak the the um, light just a little bit, but it's not like it used to be. Yeah. So the, the resolution is high enough now that I don't even have to send them to be scanned unless they want like perfection in every part of the image. Does that make sense? Like right yeah. here, when you look at me, you can see that this one corner is a little dark down there. So if I had drawn there, that would be a darker part of the image. And so that those things get corrected in an even scan. But I think you can do most things just with a just with a iPhone now, which is amazing or or a you know whatever you've got. You know, Absolutely. the technology. Some people have a Samsung phone or whatever you've got, whichever one you prefer platform. So tell me how you got into being a keynote speaker, Patty. Well, you know, I was an actor and um, I ended up getting into a show by some small miracle that went to Broadway and I was there performing. And then I um, after I was done with that, you know, I had got a really bad review. Can't sing, can't dance, can't act, can't write, don't bother. And I decided I wasn't going to perform anymore for a while. And that was a good thing because I formed a whole new career as a drama therapist, which, you know, I transferred into being um, an illustrator. And when I started to discover the Draw Your Future process, I thought, you know what? I should write a book about this. So I did. I wrote a book called Drawing Solutions, How Visual Goal Setting Will Change Your Life. And it's really, it's like a story about how I discovered it. And then some of the science, because it was, I wrote it in 2011. So back then they didn't have as much neuroscience about pictures and images, hippocampus. They didn't talk about all these yeah. things that they do now, like future casting. They didn't know, none of that existed. So, um, or it did in private circles. But I, so I wrote that book and um, I self-published it. I, I, you know, I could have gone with a regular publisher, but I wanted to self-publish. And so I did. And interestingly enough, I was invited to give a TED talk in 2011. And so I came up, I just, out of the blue, I decided that I would come up, I would make something up and then I would prove it. And so I did, I made up this, thing that I say in this TED talk. But anyway, this, and I show people how to draw their future in it. And um, that TED talk, you know, came out at the same time I booked it. So they all released at the same time. And I had always wanted to be a keynote speaker. After I was not a performer, I thought, well, what, what am I going to do with all that acting, you know, all that, that <laughs> humor, right? So I began to speak and I would just um, do small platform first, you know, I would just see whoever needed a speaker, I'd write them, say, do you need a speaker? I'll come in and do your keynote and I'll draw a picture because I knew Draw Your Future. And that is how it all start started. And now, and then that TED Talk 
on a weird viral channel went viral. And so that's wow. where 6 million people saw it was not on the Ted talk. Cause there's like, I don't even think there's a million people that saw it there yet, but on yeah. this other 2015 best of it was there and it went viral. And I, in yeah. my social media person said, Hey, did you see there's like 5 million views? I go, what? That is <laughs> no, it must be wow. all of them. She goes, no, it's your talk. I don't, look at wow. all the comments. And I was just like, what? That was that wasn't, it was like 2017 that that happened. Wow. So, so then people just find me from that talk more than anything. Did you draw your future to visualize that that many million I, views? I didn't. That- I, the views weren't as important as making an impact. It's really important to me that people understand it's not as hard as you think to make no. change. It's hard to make change. Let me just clarify. Hard to make change, but... You can keep re-motivating yourself when you have a picture of the future because every time you look at it, you reboot the feelings that you had when you drew it and the excitement. And if you actually have some success, like Lou showed her picture at the beginning and the success she's had, if you have that success, it's like hitting an internal success button. And that's dopamine, right? In your system. And then you're happy and then you're going and then you can do it. You can do anything. (laughs) You know, that's that's you getting out of bed, right? (laughs) You can. I I completely agree. And when you said that, you know, invoking uh, the the feelings from drawing it yep I was there you know it was a sunny morning I was feeling really you know uh, kind of invigorated by the possibility of what could be and goodness knows you know less than a year ago did I have any clue that any of that would happen but actually I just thought well let's give it a go I'm happy to take this take this leap pick up a pen and and my drawing skills are kind of okay but they're not amazing but just to you know, draw the symbols and the shapes was enough. Well, you, you are amazing. That's what's true is you really are amazing. We've been in so many clubhouse rooms and I just always learned something fantastic from you. So I just don't underestimate how amazing you are. Thank you so much. That's really kind to hear. Um, I will move on quickly because that whole praise thing is a bit uncomfortable. Um, I want to ask you. <laughs> True, truly British well, right there. Well, that's, that's it in a nutshell right there. They're going to pass that right off. Just take it in. Oh, okay, good. Now, you, we did some self-worth self, um, bathing just then, you know, instead of forest bathing or nature bathing, self-worth bathing. I think we should create that as a new technology. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a new thing. It's going to yeah. go viral. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Self-worth bathing. Right. That's ours, Patty. That's ours. (laughs) It is. It is. We're going to have to own it. We better copyright it, trademark it right away. (laughs) Okay. We've got a day or so before this goes out. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. You're listening to Tech Talks with Lou and I'm Lou Temlett. And today I'm talking with Patty Dobrovolsky, best known for helping people to draw their future. Now, Patty, what's coming up for the future for you? Where where are you drawing your future? Oh, well, um, you know, I I see these amazing things happening. I've started to partner with different um, organizations to show and train people all around the world in Draw Your Future. So I have some classes in that that I do online at my website. You can find out about it's under courses um, at Up Your Creative Genius. That's one thing. 
I'm all about partnership and collaboration. So now, you know, I'm really interested in having a talk show. I really am. I, I want to do a live video show. I think it's a perfect combination for what I've been doing. And I want to interview people like you that are helping other people make change and, um, and, and also just show people how you can do it, right? So doing some visuals with it as well so yeah. that people get a picture at the end of the conversation that I've had with whoever it is that there's a picture that's lasting. Might not even be me drawing back there. I envision that I'll probably hire somebody to do that. But I think that um, for me, the most important thing is to just help people understand, like you come into this world with something that you're meant to do, find it. Go find it. If you can't find it today, keep looking until you feel like, oh, this is the thing I was meant to do. And then do it as much as you can until you're ready to move on to something else. This is my fourth career. So I know that the pivot is where it is. So I'm looking for my next pivot always and interested in drawing the future with as many people as I can. Fabulous. And um, yeah, more, more and more people uh, will be, I don't know. Anyway, I've lost the plot now, Patty. It's <laughs> 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 amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh. I, I, I'm just, my mind's gone visual. And I can't actually speak now because I'm kind of seeing you around and there, there's people, other people, and you've got all these screens everywhere. <laughs> For me, it, it becomes a mental process, and it's how I uh, get get those visual logistical things. Logistical things. <gasps> yeah, you get the logistical visuals. Yeah. That's fascinating that that happened to you because you suddenly were you were on set, you were directing the episode. <laughs> I could see you there. You were talking about the technology and how it would all seem together. I could see it. I saw the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah. I guess you'll be in the future. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gone already. <laughs> Speeding along. Yes, um, exactly. So how can people get hold of you, Patty? What's the best way to connect with you? Well, the best way to connect with me really is at my website, Up Your Creative Genius. There's an You can email me right there. I'll, a little pop-up will say, join my mailing list. And I, I put out a blog post about my podcast. Um, if you, you know, are interested in listening to that, it's Up Your Creative Genius on Spotify and Apple. And also, I um, am always doing something wacky. So you want to see what I'm up to in that uh, at my website and also on Instagram. I do a clubhouse with Pete Cohen on Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Central Time. So you can always join in there, um, especially if you're in another part of the world than the U.S. because it's quite early for many of you. Yeah. But that that's another way. But Or you can just simply email me, Patty, at Up Your Creative Genius with an I, Patty with an I. And then I'll just have a conversation. I'm really accessible that's what I love about it. And that's how I will always be. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast today, Patty. It's been uh, an amazing journey. Lots of visuals going on in my head. I kind of feel like I want to go and pick up some pens and draw again now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You're going to have to draw your new future now that this one's happened. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. It's been my honor and pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as I have recording it. 
I look forward to have you listening in again for the next episode. And in the meantime, I'd love you to rate, review and download this episode. Thanks again for listening.